Welcome to the $100,000 Podcast, Episode 3 Series Premiere Season Launch. Episode 3? You said Episode 3. Season 3, Episode 1. Actually, we're starting the third season with Episode 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what episode that ac- it is if we're counting all the episodes. Um, I forgot to look that up. Like, 76? Yeah, I think we're going to start at 3 and count backwards to 0 and then resume where we started off. <laughs> I don't think we're going to <laughs> that's do how, that. That's how, that's how hype we are for this season 3. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's season 3 in the podcast. We've made it a whole 3 season. I, yeah, oh, most I, podcasts, I, I mean, most, co- <laughs> most podcasts don't last one season. Yeah. Most podcasts get canceled in their first season because of budgeting issues, but... <laughs> Luckily, yeah. luckily, in a podcast where we give away $100,000 every episode, we somehow manage to stay afloat. Hey, if you don't uh, recognize this uh, this other guy that's talking, that's uh, that's that's William Johnson. Is- Johnson Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for using my full Christian name. Yeah, we've had we've had some staffing changes here. Yeah, at, I $100,000 podcast yeah, incorporated. I'm Clayton, I'm Clayton the very. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ke- Kevin and Kane are are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. They didn't like die or anything. They just aren't on the podcast. I mean, anymore. they died to us. <laughs> They're dead to us. Yeah. So. A lot of you are probably wondering why we have not mentioned our location yet. I know you're like, wow, why does it sound like that? How are they really getting this crisp, like, atmospheric audio? We are literally sitting at the top of Mount Diablo now. I'm looking out. I can see the Sierras and down, like, 3,000 feet and a bunch of windmills. Like, this is pretty epic. I don't think that anyone has ever recorded up here. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely post some pictures in the... On the Facebook page, yeah, because we wanted to go big for we wanted to go big for season three, episode three. <laughs> we're gonna, we're sticking with that. Yeah, the countdown begins. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm stoked to be back in the saddle. I think with the season three relaunch, um, Clayton has cl- dusted off the saddle seat for me. Yeah, hopefully in the next uh, next couple episodes, we're gonna get some guests on, try to find a third member who can stick with us permanently. Oh, we're gonna get some guests. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, hopefully we get a third person on here. I don't. We have we have some people lined up. We'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. Also, I know normally they wait. Most podcasts wait till the end to thank the uh, their theme song writer. But I just wanted to. I know you're probably listening and like, wait, that didn't sound public domain. That's because it's not. The Aquabats are on board. We have permission for the Aquabats, and hopefully get some more involvement in that. So yeah, welcome. Yeah, so that's the theme song that you heard. Yeah, we got. New new season, new theme song. That's a uh, keeping with tradition. We should, that means we need to go back and change the theme song for all previous episode and re-upload them all because Ken did that for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> luckily we're starting with season th- with episode three, so we're not going to do that. Okay, that was part of the uh, it's of gonna, reason. Uh, it's going to be really confusing keeping track of what episode we're on at this point. We're good. Se- season three, episode I think- three. Uh, you're you're doing that. Though. All right, this sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. I'll keep track of them. Boy, this has been a long and not very funny intro. Let's move on to the part of this podcast where we tell jokes. All right. So, oh man, now I want to tell a joke, but I'm not going to. I'm going to start with now that we got this nice real paper audio. Uh, let's start with the second with question two. Um, <laughs> I'm mixing it up here in season three. Apparently, this is what is the worst animal to find in your bed. I honestly, I've listened to like two or three episodes of this podcast. Do we talk about our answers? Yeah, I mean, just we talk. What do we think of the? What do we think of the questions? I don't. Well, this is my first time getting answers, and I was surprised that there was some like people came to a consensus on this one a little bit. But I guess well, we should just discuss those and go from there. And we have a lot of answers. So let's yeah, get this to it. this question was entirely your idea. I had basically no input. Well, I mean, so were both of them. 
Yeah, basically. Basically, but, we realized we needed questions like yesterday. And uh, I was at work. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Will, think of a question and ask them to people. And I did. And this and is what people said. You did a good said. job. It's a good question. Cody O'Donnell, thank you for writing in from the faraway ports of Ashland, Oregon. He answers, some sort of super endangered tiger. Because, like, oh, fuck, there's a tiger on my bed. But you can't do anything about it because there's, like, three of them left. The tiger just owns your bed now. And I think that's actually a really good answer. Okay, so in an... I think the core of this answer is that it's an endangered animal. Yeah. So you can't... You can't move it. Because I've heard stories... Because uh, about know, animals die if they move. <laughs> well, no, it's just illegal to move them because they might die. <laughs> they're like... Uh, they're like coral reefs. Yeah. You can't touch them. I mean, I've heard stories of scuba divers, like, who are diving for abalone, like, coming up to their buoy and they're being an otter on it, and they can't touch it because otters are endangered, and then just, like, trying to move it and the otter not moving because it knows it's endangered and that you can't touch it, and then getting bit by the otter because otters are dicks. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, they're awful. You're... Also, you're not allowed to touch otters? No, they're in- they're endangered. They're, like, a protected species. They're, like, not I didn't a- realize that means you're not allowed to, like, touch them. No, yeah, you definitely can't touch them. <laughs> like I think there's like I think you're not supposed to get within 25 feet of them legally, oh. but <laughs> so yeah, so we, we had a lot of people answer like th- this one is the only answer that went in depth, but a lot of people answered big cats like, for instance, Franklin Dingman said tiger and James Suharik. Oh, thank you, Franklin. Thank you, James Suharik, for writing in all the way from one of the states that starts with O. Um, James Suharik wrote in a cougar. And that sounds like maybe it's a little double entendre there. <laughs> you know, the question was, what's the worst animal, not the best? <laughs> but uh, so I feel like these animals wouldn't be that bad to find in your bed because if they're in your bed, then they're in their like sleep mode. Wait, and, that like, is it, just because your bed is means to sleep. Like, well, okay, I assume that like I, I guess I'm visioning this like you wake up and this animal is in your bed, and like. So you wake up and this animal is next to you in bed? Is that... Yeah. Okay, if I woke up and there's, like, a giant puma sleeping next to me, like... I mean, I wouldn't be stoked, but I would be after I got out of bed and left. And it'd be kind of cool if it didn't get angry at me and kill me. Yeah, that's not the way I interpreted this question at all. Yeah, I guess not. I, I was interpreting this as you walk into oh, your room and see an animal in your bed, but... Uh, <laughs> that, well, I mean, in that case, you could just, like, leave. Just also, like, oh. like, I don't know, if you're okay, so you're waking up to next to a sleeping animal, like, is any animal going to be that bad if they're all asleep? Some of them. Like a porcupine. But it's... Why would that matter? Because it's pokey? Yeah, but you're just you get, It's asleep. Well, but you could accidentally get impaled by it. Also, I mean, actually, I mean, now that I think more about Cody's answer, the fact that it's endangered doesn't really make it that much better. Because, like, if I see a non-endangered tiger in my bed, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I can fight this tiger. Like, thank God I can fight this one. If it was... Thank <laughs> 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 I'm legally allowed to wrestle this guy out of bed. <laughs> That's a fair point. You're, like, you don't have your, you're not have your tiger fighting yeah, certificate? I don't. You All didn't right. take that course? I did not. All right, next answer. Get, you're kind of behind the times there. I am behind the tiger. Okay, so hold on. If we're assuming that the animal... I think we have to assume that the animal... If, the, if it's asleep, we have to assume, like, the reason it's a problem is because it might wake up. Like, if you're yeah. just assuming the animal's going to stay asleep, then it, why does it even matter that it's an animal? Right? Well, it's like, I mean, oh, the worst animal to, to fight some, in your bed is a knife. No, the, <laughs> there are some animals... It's my favorite animal. There are some animals in here that'd be a problem just from them physically being in your bed. Like, hold on, let's move to another answer. Like... Nathaniel Gutenberg, thank you for writing in from sunny Santa Cruz, California, says, a dead animal. And, like, I feel like that one would be pretty bad. 
Unless it was fresh. If it was fresh, that'd just be weird. But I mean, it would be pretty bad. No, if it's fresh, that you, like they don't smell anything. You just take it out, you go bury it, and then get the bones later. I guess, yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Then, get, 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 so, then you get your fresh, the fresh blood all over your bed, I guess. Well, probably. it's only if it got killed from bleeding or from yeah. being cut. If it's just, like, dead, like, if it died of disease or poison, then it's chill. You could probably stand there for, like, Probably a, got hit by a car. What? <laughs> yeah, it's ro- some roadkill. You got hit by a car. It's like a dead squirrel or something. <laughs> it, was just, it was just crossing your bed and the kind of 18-wheeler ran right over it. <laughs> okay, good. I thought it was missing something. Your <laughs> <laughs> bed's... Yeah, when you... In this scenario, <laughs> your bed's in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> you don't sleep out, You don't sleep on the road? I mean, I guess I haven't in a while. I guess I'm missing out. <laughs> you really... Uh, it, makes, yeah. it makes sleeping much more exciting. <laughs> All right, so really, Jonah Thorpe. You got to get the heart pumping. Wait, I'm really excited about saying this guy's name. Well, I'm really. Well, see, that makes me want to stall more. So, Jonah Thorpe Cramp says, uh, that's actually a pretty "Yeah, dope right." Name. Says your daughter's hamster because that thing is very stupid, and you don't see it, and you straight up crushed it when you got in bed, and now you have to explain to your daughter that you accidentally killed Mr. Cheeky Cheeks. Uh, this isn't that bad because it's a kind of a like in some ways it's sort of a win-win scenario. I, okay, what's the first win? The first win is you don't have a hamster in your house anymore. Okay, what's the second win? You get to teach, teach your child about the impermanence of life. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a great teachable moment. Like, oops, your hamster dies. And yes, everything dies. Now you know this. Yeah, but if it's your fault, like, that's a... Is it your fault if her hamster climbed into your bed and killed itself? I don't think it killed itself if... Okay, if I'm asleep and I roll over onto something... Well, it's one thing if you kill it on purpose, but if you get in bed not knowing there's a hamster in it and you crush it, like, that's not your fault. I mean, it's more your fault than its fault. Oh, it's definitely its fault. It put itself in a situation where it would be killed. And then you you went and did something that you do every day that doesn't kill a hamster, and then it happened to kill a hamster. I have no sympathy for Mr. Cheeky Cheek. Is this a, is this a true story? I don't know. It I I sounds like it might be. This might be a true story. might be autobiographical. If that's, it is, uh, then I'll bet that Jonah will learn about death that day. Except... Jonah is definitely not someone's daughter. But, okay, next answer. Walker Dovin gave us three answers, which he said were getting worse and worse as it went going. And that is a sun bear. Which, do you know what sun bears look like? I forget. They just look like bears with, like, collapsed faces. Like, really dumb, dumb, chill bears. No, they're pretty big. They're, like, bear-sized. Oh, okay. Honestly, they just look like really chiller bears that just like to hang out and, like, eat food and hang out in the sun. Their faces are, like, flat. Yeah, they have weird-looking faces. They're, like, pug bears? Yeah, they're, like, pug bears. Oh, that's Yeah, we're gonna (laughs) gonna move on. (laughs) Gonna gonna walk past that low-hanging fruit. Yeah, they're cool bears. Finding one in your bed might not be that bad. Like, I want to hang out with a bear in a chill situation where he just wants to sleep in a bed with me. Bears are one of the huggiest animals, and it's really unfortunate that they can kill you so easily. Yeah. Like, if if a bear just wanted to be your friend, be that'd be really sweet, cool. But then it would also could just end your life when it wanted to on accident. Yeah, like, I wish that there was a species of bear that was exactly like regular bears, except they didn't want killing you. That yeah. is not how it works. And the second animal is a honey badger, which we've actually gotten two people saying honey badger, which would be pretty it's bad. Real, real in right now, honey yeah. badgers. We've been real in for like five years now. Is it just because of that video? Yeah, is I mean, that... honey badgers are just. Ba- I mean, I think it's more because of that honey badgers are actually as badass as that. Why they're so popular? 
Because I think they are the most, like, pound-for-pound most badass animal. But yeah, that would suck. Although with a honey badger, like, I feel like that's an animal you could, like, overpower with a broom and at least, like, stop being hurt by it. Like, if it was trying to get you, you could just, like, keep away from it, like, decently. (laughs) Also, it wouldn't kill you in one bite, like most of these animals. (laughs) And then his, the worst one, the, the, um... Uh, How do you pronounce that? Piece de resistance of Walker Do- of Justin Walker Dovin's uh, entry is the Kimono Dragon, and that, oh, yeah, that would be awful. that'd be really bad. I feel like that one combines dead animal with a live animal. It just like ha- it, its mouth is just dead animal, right? Yeah. Basically, like, what is it again? Like, if they bite you, you die because of all the bacteria that they just have in their mouth. Yeah, and I feel like if this guy was like, in it's your not, bed, they're he not was actually, going to bite you. Like, it's not actually like poisonous. It's just like they eat the most. They just rank ass, dank ass, rank ass food, and then, po- and then you get rotten food in you. Yeah. So, I don't want to wake up next to a kimono dragon. They're also real cool looking. I, I, they're just real big lizards. Yeah. They're well named. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it, they just kind of look like lizards, but <laughs> oh wait, there's a seashell in that rock. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, that's much more interesting yeah. than anyways. Me describing what a, they're big. <laughs> describing the dragons as being like lizards but big. Ah, uh, God, what? <laughs> I haven't recorded a podcast in like three weeks, or on a mountain. Yeah, because no one's done that. All right. Um, James Birchall says also a honey badger, so we have two for honey badger. Uh, Robert Schaefer and Andy Stoller, thank you guys for writing in from Austin, Texas and somewhere in the Bay, respectively, uh, both say humans are the worst animals to find in your bed. And there are probably some specific humans that would be pretty bad, but... I feel like most humans would be pretty bad to find in your... Like, like even Yeah, if, I guess on average, yeah. yeah. Like, statistically, but a, at the random, same, a random sampling. At the same time, like... In my life, animals that I've found in my bed, the times that I've found humans in my bed have been good times. And the times that I've found other animals in my bed, like, pretty unanimously haven't been good times unless it's, like, a dog or a cat. So. So, okay, so how are we, how are we playing this? Like, is it just, like, in my a randomly selected human is in your bed? It's in my experience. Is a randomly selected human better or worse than a randomly selected animal? If they are intending to be there, I don't know. It's it's it's. There's just so much going on because like if it's just like a random human, they're going to be as confused as you. Like if like they just like pop there in your bed, whereas like an animal will be as confused as you, but an animal and you can't talk to it and might kill you. Okay, I think an animal being in your bed is probably there because it's confused. Yeah, a human being in your bed is probably there on purpose, mm-hmm. which is either real good. Or oh wait, real oh, wait. real bad. Oh wait, oh wait, perfect transition. Anya Dubois, writing in from uh, Ashland, Oregon, says an orca. (laughs) (laughs) It's there on purpose. Uh, An orca. You are crushed under its weight and dying of sheer terror that a hyper-intelligent top-down predator is in your room. Also, it's eating you. I think that makes sense because, like, an orca is bigger than your bed and its mouth is, like, the size of your bed. Yeah, I don't think an orca can be in your bed. I mean, I'm just picturing, like, an orca poking through your wall and its nose resting on your bed. <laughs> That'd be pretty bad. But then, I mean, then it's more like, you know, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm imagining, you know, you, you, you get home from work, you're all tired, mm-hmm. you know, you get in, you, you know, you, you, get, you, get, you get undressed, you take a shower, then you walk into your, you walk into your room, you're about to go to bed, and then, and then, then, only then, do you notice that there's an orca on your bed? Yeah, that'd be kind of bad. Oh, yeah. Also, a, an answer that I did not write down was Daisy. Um, 
answered uh, dolphin. The listeners don't know that you didn't write it down. They can't see your paper. Uh, well, you don't have to feel back the curtain. They also don't know that we're on Mount Diablo. Like, we can't, <laughs> like I'm, I'm going all or none here with the visual stuff. <coughs> Daisy, which is clearly written down on my paper, and we're on top of Mount Everest. Is that better? <laughs> um, said a dolphin. Oh, a dolphin would fit. Yeah. I, saw, I, I still just like I really like the mental image of not noticing that there's an orca <laughs> on your bed until you get into your. Maybe you're one of those people who keeps the lights off in their room so they sleep <laughs> <Yeah>. better. <laughs> you could never have any light in their room. It also lives next to the ocean. Like one of their walls is underwater because they live <laughs> right next to the ocean. All right. Well, that's all the answers. We okay. Have wait, for... wait. So there's a dolphin in your bed. Like half of your bed is inside a tank. I was more picturing like a dolphin jumping through your window and landing on your bed. I really like the idea. Also, how bad would that be? Like, it would just be like, how about, like, this, I have to deal with this now, but you're not in danger. Like, dolphins are smart and friendly. Sometimes. I guess they might not be when they're on like, and in bed. Okay, so, but, but picture this, though. You got, your room is divided in half by a pane of glass, and <laughs> half your room is filled with water, and your bed is exactly on the middle of that. I guess then well, you Well, uh, that reminds me of that, that behavioral experience be... where that person... Experiment where that person lived with a dolphin for a while and, like, their house was just flooded with, like, three feet of water. That person probably woke up with a dolphin in their bed. Yeah. That was a weird experiment. That was. Cool. Wasn't it, like... Wasn't it, like, generally discredited because they used, oh. did some weird weird stuff there? They was... It was outrageously discredited because they did some weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, I definitely heard that, like, there's, like, some parts of that were actually, like, well done and, like, yeah. potentially interesting, but, like, a lot of the parts of it that were potentially, like, scientifically useful ended up being discredited because of the weirder shit they did. All right, well, that's all the answers we have for our second question. <laughs> Stay tuned for our first question, which is apparently how we're doing this now. Man, this is dope. We're, like, going to count down the next two episodes, and there's, like, a countdown in the show. <laughs> Man. I feel like countdowns from two. <laughs> it's from three. Episode three, question two, and question one. <laughs> Sorry that I have visions. All right. All right, we're back. That was a great break. We jumped off the mountain and climbed back up it. Yeah, so I should I should mention I've been awake for twenty one hours. That's this not point. true. You probably slept at least an hour, maybe a little. I I've I slept a less than an hour this morning and like five hours the day before that. That's why he's so funny. Yeah. So I think we're doing good. Get that, oh, get that power right. juice. You're doing right. Get that power juice. <laughs> Just don't play that game, that podcast game where you stop talking and see how long it takes for me to notice. <laughs> I'll either notice immediately or won't. Yeah, I can. I, do, I play that game. I play that game all the time on during the, the previous <laughs> incarnation of this podcast. It wasn't even really on purpose. Uh, I, guess, I, I don't think know. it counts as playing. I think that's just being an introvert. Yeah. Why did I decide <laughs> to start doing a podcast? Good question. Well, I, I mean. That's a good question, Clayton. That's a really good question. On um, this new season three segment is $100,000 history. Actually, not really. I, we were just talking about this in the car, and it seemed like 
<laughs> you hadn't really talked about the history of this podcast before. Or maybe we have and I just forgot. Maybe we have and we'll just talk about it for the season launch. So Clayton, how did this how did this podcast start? It was basically a dumb joke in high school. Like I just I don't the problem is I don't remember what the original question was, but I, you know, just come up with some kind of question like this and ask my friends it and then came up with some more and eventually like people liked it enough. I was like, hey, you should come up with more of these and just post them on Facebook. And so I did that for like a year. Like every week for about a year I posted a question on Facebook and it got all, a lot of people liked it. Did we ever go back and use any of those questions? I, a couple of them. Uh-huh. Or I know we used them for like our pilot episode, like Kane and I. Mm-hmm. And I think we reused a, a couple. I haven't like thoroughly gone through uh-huh. the archives to find questions. I just um, well, like I said, our donor episode is going to be going back through those. Yeah, I um, think we did. We definitely did. Like, what's the best double feature? Because mm-hmm. that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, we I think already we, knew that when you asked the question, though. Did we? Shawshank Redemption and Letting Ride Cowboys Go America. That was a good one. It's like the best one. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that that's, the, that's what we did. I yeah, forgot that, we did that. That was a really, really, really good double feature. <laughs> it is true. All right. So our next question, now that we know all the history of this podcast. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know if people know this, but, like, I've known Kane and Clayton since I was in kindergarten. Like we, that's how far back we go. We're we're bone thugs for life. So, what is the most mundane way to accidentally kill someone? Should I talk about how I came up with this answer? Uh, yeah, I don't think you told me. Or um, you, you totally told. Yeah, me. I totally I just... told you. Uh, you, but we can just all edit that out so it sounds like we're having a natural conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually just forgot that you had told me. Well, I wasn't like I wasn't like like pretending for the all right well now we're going to pretend for the sake of the podcast that i'm telling it to you for the first time so um actually i didn't tell you the whole story because i was watching scrubs with my girl autumn up and uh there's an episode where they talk about like every doctor kills someone once in their life and i was just thinking about that at my restaurant job and it's a requirement yeah (laughs) (laughs) before you can become a doctor you must kill this man yeah you have to you have to kill so you know how their initiation ritual (laughs) yeah um, so I wait, I was busing tables and like, I get people refills and then sometimes I get people refills and they both have like a Coke. And so I can't really tell them apart. And every now and then, like, I'm pretty sure I haven't done this, but like every now and then there's a possibility of me accidentally switching two people's drinks. And I was wondering if I've ever killed someone that way. Like if person A had some awful disease and person B switched drinks with them and then died. And I realized that was a very mundane, like, everyday thing way of accidentally killing someone. And I wondered if, like, people would kill people. I feel like if someone had some kind of horrible disease that would kill someone else, like, what if they didn't just sitting next what to each other while eating know. lunch, you know, would... What if they didn't know? Well, right, but, like, this, this would, like they're just sitting next to each other eating lunch. Like, I don't know. So mundane, you're right. All right, they're just, so... They're gonna, I mean, I'm saying they would catch it if they didn't switch... Your, your cops. I'm saying your question's bad. Your, your hypothetical scenario is bad, and you should. I'm gonna stop. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. Thank you. <laughs> Autumn Rain McKetty answered: moving a ladder and causing someone to fall off a roof and die. That's um, I think that's a thing that yeah, happens. Well, that happens. That's pretty mundane. I mean, some of these answers made made me feel like people have way more interesting lives than me. Yeah, okay, so uh, like Franklin, what's the most mundane way that that can happen? Um, like, is I guess if, like, like, they just don't realize that, like, the ladder has been moved. If they think that, like, that their lazy start... husband left the ladder out. 
Yeah, another and, time when they put it away and the husband was up there and gets off the roof after having written I Love You and, and Christmas like, Lights on it and then yeah, falls off the like, day before he retires. I guess that's not mundane. I added some I added some anti-mundanity -mund spice in there. All right, so Franklin Dingman's... Yeah, I feel like anything you're doing with a lot... Okay, so we got to talk about the answers, man. We did. We have, like... <laughs> we do have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot uh, of I tried to find what's the most mundane thing you can do with a ladder. What's the most mundane thing you can do with a ladder? Climb up it? I guess that's not a very interesting right. question to ask by design, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Speaking of not very interesting questions to ask by design, let's talk about some answers. Franklin Digman says drug overdose. And he was I, I asked him, and he was specifically talking about overdosing someone else, because this does happen all the time in hospitals. Um, but... Otherwise, or if you're overdosing, so yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, that doesn't sound mundane doesn't, at all. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, like, that's not mundane for me. I mean, I, oh, there's a little wiggler. Look at him. Get some sun. That's like big little wiggler. Um, you know, like. <laughs> for the sake of the listeners, a little wiggler is a big a lizard. lizard. <laughs> but uh, he's not really wiggling now, though. He's just chilling out, listening to the podcast, get, getting it live. Um, I bet you wish you were this lizard. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't really dose that many people with drugs in my day-to-day -day life. Like, if I did that... <laughs> yeah, I guess if one of us, like... If I did that, that wouldn't be a mundane someone experience. someone to have a drug overdose, like, that would be pretty notable. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, even just, like, give someone drugs. Like, if I gave someone a drug and they overdosed on it, it'd be, like... That wouldn't be just be like, oh, I was doing this everyday thing, and then they died. But, um... Okay. Wait, you just, you just, um... Well, because one of your customers had regular Coke and the other one had drugs Coke. Yeah. <laughs> the other one had morphine Coke. No, they, 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 well, they, one of them had Coca-Cola and one of them had cocaine. Cocaine-Cola? Yeah, cocaine-Cola. Yeah, I hate it. And, uh, I hate it when I get those confused. Yeah. You, you, you'd think that you'd be able to tell them apart, like, visually. Yeah. Oh, bye. My wiggly left. Um, Cody O'Donnell answers... A tree you planted in a shitty, precarious location years ago falls on their house and kills them. Like, this is either mundane or, like, really sinister genius. So is this a tree that you planted yourself? Yeah. Okay, so... Or a tree that you planted yourself that kills you or that no, kills, kills someone, someone else? Because mm -hmm. I feel like if you get killed by a tree that you planted... That's just funny. Years later, that's, that's like... Just funny. I mean, that feels like a short story that was written by some, like, American author. Yeah, right. And it's also comedy. Or or it's an entire novel written by John Steinbeck. Yeah. <laughs> right. John Steinbeck is the name I was looking for. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Glad, glad we could name American authors. Well, I mean, that does kind of sound like something that John Steinbeck would write about. Yeah, but it'd be a whole book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought I did a good job, yeah. James Burchell says, the most mundane way to kill someone would be accidentally putting peanuts in something, unless you meant to, then it's genius assassination. Another case where it's like either mundane or very cleverly cynical. Sinister. Cynically sinister. I remember an episode of original CSI where this was a murder weapon of someone peanutted someone's chili and then they ate it and they were allergic to peanuts and died. So I don't think it's that great of an assassination thing. Like, it's just poisoning. Except your poison is peanuts rather than other poison. I mean, I guess the, the argument that it's, it's hard to... It's hard to prove that 
you intended to poison them? I mean, if they found fingerprints on a tube of peanut butter that you had put into a bowl of chili that they ate and they died. A tube of peanut and butter? Then, and then, yeah, there's a tube of pe- Okay. I guess those... You pe- know, in retrospect, like, that didn't... Re- like, I that wasn't really, like, a thing that I'd seen before, but I just accepted it because it was in the show and I was, like, 12 or 13. And whatever that guy's name is, like, Grisso or whatever, who would say all the one-liners was really cool. And, yeah, that was a good show. All right. You ever gogurt? Speaking of things in tubes that aren't normally in tubes. Did you ask me if I ever gogurt? I actually remember gogurt. Oh, if I remember gogurt. I remember gogurt. I think it's still a thing. Kids still. I haven't seen gogurt in forever. I've seen. I like, mean, what happened? When was the last time? It's in elementary schools. When was the last time you were in an elementary? I school? I guess that's good. For I me. worked in an elementary school, and those kids gogurted like all day. There's more, just, there's more things in tubes. There are weirder tubes now, like astronaut weird pouch tubes that have big round opening things, and there's like apple sauce in them, and it's like a pouch, and it looks like a Capri Sun with a weird top, and it has everything in it. But okay, Nathaniel Gutenberg asks or answers similar answer, mistakenly mixing sugar-free cookies with super sugar cookies and giving them to a diabetic at a food eating contest. Super sugar cookies, huh? Yeah. Also. Man, Nathaniel is leading a much more interesting life than me if serving cookies at a food-eating contest is mundane. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 sorry. I missed the part that was being a food-eating contest. <laughs> that was what? the last part. Mistakenly mixing sugar-free cookies with super sugar cookies and giving them to a diabetic at a food-eating contest. Why would a diabetic get into a food-eating okay. contest? That's a terrible that, idea. Okay, that you're being ableist right that's now. That's You're being idea. ableist and as a... What's the a cookie Wait, eating hold contest? Up. What's the phrase for like a feminist but for abilities? <laughs> I don't know. That's me, and you're offending me because okay. of that. Why would you enter a cooking eating contest if you can't eat cookies? Because there are sugar free cookies, and because you could win it. I don't know. Why would why would you make it take a bobsledding team to the Olympics? Why would they do that? <laughs> That's a bad idea, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, Nathaniel Gutenberg is leading an amazing life. Also, Are, what's a super sugar cookie? Okay, I think... I I was just thinking about this. Is it a cookie that it contains super sugar? Yeah. Like, I think that's the, the food eating contest, <laughs> is you have to, like, stomach as much of these, like, super sugar cookies as you can. So it's like super... It's like, so if you're diabetic, super sugar just, like, kills you instantly. So that, <laughs> yeah. Makes your pancreas explode. Because <laughs> that's what diabetic sugar fills up their pancreas, right? Is that how it works? Your pancreas gets filled up with sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe their feet do, and that's why they fall off. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, diabetes. <laughs> you eat too much sugar, and then your it feet just... fall off, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know I was recording an episode with, like, Dr. Diabetes over here. Do normal people's pancreases also fill up with sugar? No, because like we, don't have, we, we don't have diabetes, so it no, doesn't but like, is it like, supposed, is it like Is that like the part of your body that collects the sugar? No, but like, it isn't. And, That's and, like, why diabetes, diabetes... Like their valve doesn't no. drain it properly. Real people have insulin, and that so, keeps the sugar out of there. <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> this has been our Medical History Podcast. Next up, Andy Stoller says... The most mundane way to accidentally kill someone it, to wait. He wrote this funny. The most mun way, mundane way to kill, accidentally kill someone is with your car. Literally anyone can do it at any time, so it happens all the time. Yes, this is true. And not that funny. 
I think I want to move on to the next answer because this yeah, I mean like, I feel like we were sort of we sort of opened ourselves up to that. Yeah, we opened ourselves ourselves up to unfunny people writing in. Well, Thank you, Andy Stoller, writing in from somewhere in the Bay Area. I mean, the question is literally, what's the most mundane something? Hey, I came up with a pretty goofy mundane situation. Okay, so James Stewart, writing in from the O State says... Yeah, I mean, the secret actual question is, what's the most interesting mundane way to accidentally kill someone? Yeah, people didn't unlock that. But James Suarek, writing in from O-State, says, to be sleepwalking and wake up seeing you've killed someone. Again... So that doesn't really answer the question. Again, James Suarek is leading a way more interesting life than I am. Because, like, to, to be sleepwalking and to wake up and have done anything, like, that, I think that's happened in my life, like, once. Alright, Anya Dubois says, probably dropping a bucket of paint on their head off a ladder. And again, Anya, I know Anya... I think it depends on what color paint. Really? Yeah, if it's like, if it's... Like confetti If it's like tan, like that's pretty mundane. But if it's like, if it's like orange, like that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, like neon paint, like that's not mundane, that's 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 exciting paint. I'm getting pumped just thinking about it. So, um, also I know about Anya, she is an artist, so being on ladders with buckets of paint is probably pretty mundane for her. Um... All right, so Jonah Thorpe Cramp. Like, do you want to try saying that? That's a good one to say. You want to? You yeah, run it Jonah back. Thorpe Cramp. Yeah, that's a good Thank name. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Cody, for introducing me to Jonah. Um, so writes in from Dirty Dirty Ashland. That was hoping that rhymed because it works with Davis pretty good. Dirty Dirty D Town, but doesn't work with Ashland. It's not really what a rhyme is, but... Well, it doesn't have alliteration. Just continue. Okay. The most men way to kill someone would be by accidentally surprising them in the morning while they're brushing their teeth, causing them to choke and die on their toothbrush. That would not be mundane. Yeah, that's like almost definitionally not mundane as well surprising. Honestly, if someone, if that happened to someone, I'd probably be laughing a lot. Or like, if I had to, if I started choking on my toothbrush and I realized that I was dying, I'd probably start laughing and then die of that. Yeah. So. I mean, that would be sort of awful, but also, like... <laughs> I'd laugh. It'd be sort of awful, but it'd be funny as fuck. All right. I feel like if you're in a situation where you realize you're going to die and there's nothing you can do about it, like, maybe it's funny. Man, I, I've, if I told you about, like, why I don't like cliffs, or, like, one of the reasons why I don't like cliffs and what my last words are going to be if I fall off one... <laughs> uh. For the sake of the podcast, I will say that no, yeah. I haven't heard this story. Yeah, because like, I don't like when like I have a I, for people who don't know, I am like phobic of cliffs. Like I have a cliff phobia. There's not a cliff. There's not a good cliff right here. I can see I the mean, bottom. What you can like, I can see it's it's weird. There's like if I can see the bottom, then it's okay. But you, uh, you, can, you, you can always see the. But like, no, nah, you can't always see the bottom. But uh, so. Um, and I just have this thing of just, like, falling off it. I'm going to have, like, a bunch of hang time to think about my mistake, and it's just going to be like, well, like, there was just, like, one thing that I could have done and not died. That was great. But I'm, if that happens, I'm going to do... I'm going to use all of my willpower to shout, here I go, as I fall off a cliff. So, that's that. It's a good thing story. to say when you're falling off a cliff. Also, <laughs> yeah. it's a good thing to say in way more situations than you'd expect. Yeah. It's just a really versatile <laughs> like, phrase. It's a great phrase. Like, pretty much any at any point, if that's your last words, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Like, just like, here oh, I, go. I think we just found the, our new sign off. Here we go. Podcast. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. All right. Our final answer comes to us from Walker Dovin, who is an amazing gentleman and a scholar and a great artist and a great rat man. Um, 
he he wrote me a little essay about this. So he says, so the act of dying isn't ever mundane, but the cause could be perceived as mundane. Like if you borrow your home your home dog's glasses without asking, and the next thing that <laughs> the next wait, <laughs> sorry I gotta slow down because he spells he spells out dog. Um, like if you borrow your home dog's sunglasses without asking, and the next they go out and take their dog on a walk, and the sunlight happens to strike them directly in their unprotected eyeballs, so they trip over their dog, hitting their head on the ground, causing a fatal brain hemorrhage. That is a pretty uninteresting way of killing someone, but, but, to describe and explain the most mundane way that correlated actions killed someone would be to turn an incredibly interesting turn into an incredibly interesting way of killing someone. It's a paradox. So, do you want me to read the questions next time? I I, I feel like I did a pretty good job on that one. <laughs> there, okay. There is some. I'm gonna. There, I'm not gonna blame Walker for all that. But he did spell dog d o g e, which is pretty cool. Like I'm into that. Don't like that. That was a good good call, Walker. Thank you. Big ups to you, man. Um, so, I, I like this, the, the borrowing of, of the home dog sunglasses, and then him dying because he doesn't have his sunglasses. This is precisely what I'm looking for. This type of, like, Rube Goldberg-style, like, completely mundane event that leads to someone's death from, like, a really silly cause, like, getting, tripping over their dog on a dog walk. <laughs> also, I think that everyone dies, so, like, I think you could argue that dying isn't is a mundane experience. Yeah, it's in fact the only thing that happens to everyone. Yeah. Well, and being born. I mean, I guess there's some other things. Not like two things. Everyone. Being born and dying. Unlike breathing happens to basically everyone. Basically everyone. Some people don't breathe. Yeah, but they don't last very long. Yeah, it's not that cool. Well, cool. Now we have all of our answers in. We're going to plug those into our crime-solving computer and find out which one of you is the murderer. Cool. And we are back in action, like a. Nah, like I don't, the, I don't have. I don't like have a good rhyme. Like the Looney Tunes, like the Looney Tunes back in action. That's a movie, right? That's the name of a movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. We're like space. We're about, Space Jam. How do you feel about the Looney Tunes? Let's talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Yes, and come on, man. <laughs> yes, yes, and I don't give a shit about the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Alright, so we have some winners, I guess. Well, wait, we could talk about something else that isn't... What, like, what... Okay, what even are the... Okay, actually, no, we can't talk about the Looney Tunes. Like, why... Why do you see... Like, why are... Why is that something that people are into? Like, individual Looney Tunes. Do you mean, like, the individual characters? Yeah, like, who's, like... Episodes? Individual episodes. Individual the, the individual tune. Like, Tweety Bird, or, like... Is a tune in a character or in an episode? You're Both. Um, okay. or like, like Taz, like, I don't, I honestly don't even remember, like, as a child seeing Tasmanian Devil in a single episode of anything, and like... I had a jacket with him on it. Yeah, I remember that, it was a, I think. It was like a... It was pretty rad. Yeah, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like a black denim jacket with the Tasmanian Devil on it. Yeah. I was basically, like, the coolest nine-year-old. I feel like you see people with clothes with that... Anyways, fuck the Looney Tunes. <laughs> I'm done talking about Looney Tunes. Um, so, we have some answers. Um, so, to the question, what is the most mundane way to accidentally kill someone? Our gold prize, gold star, golden globe nominee winner is 
Walker Dovin with the answer of borrowing your son, your home dog sunglasses, and then the sun hits their unprotected eyes and they trip over their dog on a dog walk and die. I like his answer because it is the most um, Rube Goldberg y of all of them. I think I said that actually earlier, so I don't need to repeat yeah, myself. It's like that. It's like uh, this. Uh, this answer was written by Vince Gillian. Seriously, basically, Which it is was a joke that I that only William gets. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a joke that's only relevant to me. I'm not sorry. I love that joke. Do we do we need to explain that joke? William doesn't like Breaking Bad because all of the plots are Rube Goldberg's. Yeah, it's all Vince Gilliam. Is that even his Vince Gilliam? That's all he writes. Just I, like, I don't. It's something like it's Vince something. Yeah, starts with the G. Vince Gillian only writes Rube Goldberg machines, and I want to see characters making decisions that affect the world, not characters like setting balls on tracks and then ten episodes later them like knocking over a bunch of dominoes and a plane crashes for no reason. Let's move on. Uh, what's Walker's prize? I um He gets it. to lend me his sunglasses. <laughs> I was trying to Alright, Walker Walker I was trying part. to make a joke about Lost there. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what they're really No they're, they're, you know, there's nothing good there's nothing. No, loss isn't funny. Okay, Walker's I mean, prize is, I think the uh, loss is conceptually funny. Cool. Walker's prize is he gets to lend me his sunglasses next time he takes his dog out for a walk. Thanks, home dog. Um, next answer. That's a very good prize. Next Hold question. On. No, what? So his prize is that he gets to give you something. Well, no, he's not giving. I'm just going to borrow them without asking. <laughs> this... It's chill. All right, well, this is the worst prize we've ever given. Walker, you but... know what's up. It's chill. Yeah. All right. The next question we had was, what is the worst animal to find in your bed? Um... So like I said, I was surprised that there was kind of unanimous answers on this one. We had a lot of people saying tigers. I think I forgot to read an answer, actually, which is Autumn Rain McKetty answered a large cat like a tiger, too. But that's why I forgot to read it, because it was the same as other ones. Um, and I thought that the human answer was interesting, especially coming from Robert Schaefer, because actually I have a story involving Robert Schaefer and finding a human in your bed. So I w- when I was in high school, me and Robert Schaefer were on a band trip together, and we were sharing a hotel room, and I won rock, paper, scissors, so I got the bed, because it was like a suite, and there were like six of us in there. And so like I went to sleep, and then at like 5 a.m., I wake up with Robert Schaefer climbing into, be- into my bed, and I was like, hey, like Robert, what's up? And I just remember him saying, like, oh, I don't have a plan, and then he like went to sleep immediately, and like... I assumed that that made sense or something because it was like like 5 a.m. and I was like, okay, like I guess he'll explain this in the morning. And I went to sleep, and then he woke up and was really confused how he got into my bed because he had sleptwalked into my bed at like 5 a.m. So I had a human being in my bed when I didn't expect it. It was great. Yeah, he also didn't expect it. Yeah, but I guess he had a human being in the bed that he woke up in and <laughs> didn't expect it. All right, that doesn't sound like that bad of a situation. No, it was great. I was very pleasant. And then you accidentally murdered him. <laughs> yeah, and then I ate him. <laughs> He actually uh, wrote his answer to this question years ago. (laughs) He wrote it into the question (laughs) as I was killing him. (laughs) And we've saved it until now. We saved it for the season premiere. We're doing a good job. We're doing a great job. Uh, Thanks for clapping to that story about Robert Schaefer. I know it was really good. That's why I found that interesting. We came to a unanimous and immediate decision that the winner for this one... You wouldn't say it at the same time? No, because I forgot. <laughs> oh, is Anya Dubois with the answer in Orca? <laughs> yeah, this, what does she win? Well, you want to talk about why it's our answer first? Because, well, I mean, I think I kind of already talked about it when we were discussing the answers. 
Just, I just really like the idea of not noticing that there's an orca in your bed yes. until until you like get into your room and turn your light on. So like you don't see any of it from the outside of your house, you know, and you're just making you just you know, you're like making dinner, you know, there's just like some some orca just kinda sticking through your walls. Yeah. So thank you, Anya. Um your prize is we are going to install a well filter on your house. Oh, that's actually a good one. <laughs> she needs one of those. Yeah. Although actually knowing like that's actually um that is your prize, Anya, and knowing Anya, it's actually a worse prize for her than it is for Walker, than, than the other prize was for Walker, because Anya's got a thing for whales. She she wants whales to get in her house, and a whale filter is just going to inhibit that. Sorry, Anya, gold-plated whale filter on your house. So, we, um, do we come up with questions for next episode? Oh, we absolutely did not. Because I have one. Oh, yeah? Which is, what's the worst prize? What's the worst prize? What's the worst prize to give someone? First prize. Uh, so that's one of our questions. Wait, for, we already... I don't... It's. I feel like we already have cultural knowledge of what the actual worst prize is. It's first prize. First is the worst, man. Okay. Anyway, well, so we'll what's see. the second worst prize? <laughs> first is the worst, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, what's the second worst prize? Um, we'll probably edit in once we think of what our second question yeah. is. Are we going to record an episode next week? We'll try. Okay, because, like... Well, I'll, I'll edit in... Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Oh, we, we, yeah. We uh, usually did two sets of questions so we can have one for two weeks in ahead. Well, yeah, ahead but we're not going to do that anymore. Well, it's just because it feels weird to, like, upload... Because if we don't upload the episodes right away, it's like we upload an episode and then we're rec- and then we're recording, like, the next day so people only actually have a day to submit answers between... Yeah, but we're, we're, we're not going to read two sets of questions because it sounds like the Mr. Show sketch, the pre-taped call-in show every time you do it. I know old set it in. 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 It in. In. I know old set it 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 in. Wait, we didn't come up with a second question. All right, let's pull this. Let's pull this whale into the station. Thank you for listening to the one hundred thousand podcast. That's the name. Do you want to <laughs> you you give that one a shot? Actually, <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening to the hundred thousand dollar podcast. Uh, Season three, we're um, we're trying some new stuff here. Yeah, I would like congratulations to our winner. I interrupted you. Congratulations to both of our winner. Um, I would just like to give a huge thank you to everyone who has written in for questions. I would like to give a huge thank you to the Mount Diablo Ranger Station for allowing us to use their power and allowing us to record up here, even though everyone that I talked to didn't know what a podcast was. Uh, I would like. Yeah, we got this like nice little patio back here. Yeah, this is incredible. We're gonna throw up some pictures of this because this is like this is. Yeah, it seems like this is not normally, like, publicly accessible. They just let us use it. It's yeah. actually really neat. Yeah. Definitely going to record as many things as I came up here. This is incredible. So thank you so much for that. Thanks for being – thanks for my tax dollars going to work paying for this place, keeping it open, keeping the mountain up. Thank you to MC Bat Commander of the Aquabats and the entire Aquabats for holding the Sword of Justice and fighting on and allowing us to use our theme song and outro and other music, which is Lobster Bucket. Um, off of one of their really great albums, but if I told you which one, then you just go out and buy that one, and you should go out and buy them all, because honestly, they're really amazing. <laughs> it's not because you don't remember which album Of it's course from. not. No, you need to, like, get the whole discography. Go dig deep for that, because, like... I want to say... I don't want to say. I have just said why I don't want to say. Um, I mean, the thing is, I think it was on their first album, but I don't remember which one was their first album. Well... There's there's a little clue for you people if you want to play a little. Was AR- the return their first album? I don't. The, the little clue for if you people want to play the ARG that goes along with this episode called "Find Lobster Bucket" by buying <laughs> Aquabats' complete discography. Um, you'll find the clue in there if you just go back to our podcast and listen to it like a hundred times. You'll find all the clues that we put in there. 
Um, if you you know rate and share us on iTunes, you'll find some clues. And if you uh, like log into our Patreon and donate ten thousand dollars, you'll find even more clues. Oh yeah, that's actually like that's the the secret arg is yeah. finding our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> most secret is. Yeah, if you found it, you you're really deep at this point. You're almost winning. All you need to do is donate that ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Um, it wasn't like a great business model. Yeah, just have a secret Patreon that we don't tell people. About. A secret Patreon where the only level we ask for is one tenth of our of our prize pool every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in the poorhouse, fellas. <laughs> this, like, is a, this podcast is not a sound financial investment. No, but once we get picked up, we're gonna make some big money. All right, and we're out. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> You want some ketchup? Why do you have ketchup? I guess I guess I, I got, I, yeah, really, I got extra. I don't. I got plenty. Yeah, I don't. I don't want any. I got, I got a bunch of. Ketchup. <laughs> no, I have plenty of ketchup right now. <laughs> no, I don't want any of that. I got, I got Put like, that ketchup away. I got like ten ketchup packets. <laughs> I know. I see this now. I don't want any of those. Put those away. <laughs> I just like I got all. I like I don't need all this ketchup. I thought you might want some. I like I don't. Well, I, I got have, I got plenty. I have exactly the amount of ketchup that I need in my life right now. Right, but I have too much. <laughs> I'm trying to... This isn't my problem. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, no, I went to Denny's. I got like a single, <coughs> like, like ham and egg sandwich, and they give you like twelve ketchup packets. Man, if only there was like, if only you weren't legally obliged to keep all the ketchup packets that they give you at Denny's. If only you could leave some there. Like, why would? Why do I need that many ketchup packets? That's a really good question. That's a good question. Like, who needs 12 ketchup packets with... There's, like, more ketchup than egg. Okay, okay. Why, like, why are you having this discussion with yourself now, after you after you own that much ketchup? Well, I mean, it's not like I asked for that ketchup. They so just gave it to me. Couldn't you have just, like, not taken that ketchup? Well, no, he put it in the bag. Oh, it was to go. Yeah, it was to go. He just, like, put the ketchup okay. packets in the <laughs> that bag. that makes more sense. I thought you were just, like, sat down at Denny's and they laid all that out. And you're like, well, <laughs> this, is, this is my responsibility now. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. That's not what. Apparently, that's not how you operate. When someone offers you a bunch of ketchup for free, you don't want any of that. Yeah, that's so. I learned something about you today. (laughs) Well, I feel like I would accept ketchup for free if I was in need of it, but I'm not. Anyway, I brought all that with me just in case. All right. Well, (laughs) glad we have it.